Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 184. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hey there, Tracy here. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting to you about content creation, core content creation, as we refer to it inside of my social method society. So just to kind of give you a little bit of context, inside of the social method society, we kind of teach like blogging in there, podcasting, and also a bit of vlogging as well, because I highly recommend that you have a core content platform as part of your digital strategy. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you just three highly effective content ideas to help you grow your podcast listenership or grow your blog. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Now, believe me, I know what it is like to be at the beginning end of starting a blog or starting a podcast or sharing any type of content. And I know the mindset work that it takes to be able to commit to doing that and then share and press publish on these pieces of content. It can be so scary and you can be wondering like, is anyone even going to read this thing or is anyone even going to listen? And you can just start paying attention to the numbers and all of that sort of thing. And then, you know, throw in the towel when you realize it's actually quite a bit of work involved and it can be quite tricky to get people over there consuming your content, like listening to your podcast or reading your blog. So a lot of people start and then they kind of stop or they hit some sort of content wall where they're just like, I just can't think of what to write or what to say. Like, please help me. So some writer's block can happen as well. So what I'm going to share with you today are three types of content or three content ideas that's going to help you overcome that writer's block and three types of content that are actually going to help see growth in your blog and in your podcast or on your vlog. And they really do apply to all sorts of niches. So it doesn't matter if you're a product-based business. It doesn't matter if you are a personal brand like an influencer or if you are, you know, a coach like me or a service-based business, like a business-to-business type of service. It doesn't matter if you're a business-to-consumer type of service either, like a restaurant or a massage therapist. These content ideas that I'm about to share with you can really be applied to any niche. And what is exciting is that I've hand-selected these three ideas for you because they really can be used by beginners as well. So the first one is my personal favorite. I don't think you'll be surprised, but it is writing or creating a piece that teaches or it solves some sort of problem. So it's like a tutorial type of piece. And I tend to do that a lot here on the podcast because my podcast is a way for me to teach. And you can do this too. So some examples may be, you know, step-by-step walkthroughs or even sharing a recipe is, you know, a post that teaches or a vlog that teaches. Even things like, you know, how-to tips. 
or how to know if dot, 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 fill in the blank. So those are all types of content that, you know, the primary objective is to help someone by teaching them. Now, imposter syndrome likes to pop up whenever you sit down to create some sort of content that teaches. And maybe not whenever, but like quite often, just be prepared that if you're just starting out, imposter syndrome is totally normal. And your mind might try to play all sorts of mean girl tricks on you saying things like, well, you don't really know enough about that topic, or you're not an expert, or you don't really have a degree in that. So you shouldn't really be sharing what you know about that. Or who are you to share this information or to teach that back? You've only been doing it for this long. So just be aware that, you know, with this type of content, imposter syndrome can tend to creep up, but you don't need to be listening to that. You're not saying you're an expert. You're just teaching back what you know. And as long as you're very clear about that, as long as you're saying, I'm just teaching this back because it worked for me, because I really want to be able to help you to achieve the same, whether it's in business or want to be able to help you keep your plants alive, if that's what your post is about, or I want to be able to help you look and feel your best and these things definitely work for me. So as long as you're honest about that, you don't need to be waiting around until you are deemed, you know, the princess or the knight or the expert in whatever field it is that you are teaching on. So ignore the imposter syndrome and step into that place of service and start teaching back what you know. Now, the second type of core content that you may like to create a piece on, and by the way, if you do any of these three content ideas that I'm sharing with you today, I'd really love to hear about it. So please feel free to jump on over and share an Instagram story, tag me at Mums with Hustle, and let me know in that story, you know, that you've been inspired by this episode and you are there creating some content for your community and you're just feeling really good about it. I would love to hear from you. That totally lights me up. Anyway, when you tag me in an Instagram story, I'll get a DM so I can come over and watch your stories and say hi. And I love reposting as many of the things that I get tagged in as possible on my story. So always happy for you to do that and tag me as well. All right. So on to the next piece of content, which is actually an opinion piece. Now, these ones Mm, they're not for the faint-hearted because an opinion piece does require you to not be Switzerland and actually have an opinion. And we know that for every opinion, well, someone's got a counter-opinion. And sometimes when you put things out there online and you're very vocal about something that you believe in, then there's always going to be someone or a group of people that believes the complete opposite. So it's nice to just get around that by saying, this is just my opinion on this and I'd really love to know your thoughts. It's a great opportunity to use a call to action that encourages people to put forth their opinion as well. These types of posts do tend to go a bit more viral than some other forms of content. So that's a good thing. Like having something go viral, having creating content that is shareable, having creating content that sparks a bit of debate or controversy sometimes 
can be really good for getting your blog out there, but not always for the right reasons. And if you don't really like that type of limelight, then it may not be the piece that you want to start out with. But if you are really passionate about sharing your message or about, you know, sometimes just ruffling a few feathers in order to get that message out there and having this healthy debate and conversation, then writing an opinion piece is going to be something that you will love. Now, opinion pieces do not always have to be controversial either. So just remember, they don't always have to be controversial or scary things. They can simply be, you know, my top five books for startup entrepreneurs. That would be an example of an opinion piece because that's literally just my opinion. Or say, for instance, you're a stylist or a fashion blogger or you have an e-boutique online. Well, then you might create a piece titled, you know, three must-have fashion items for winter 2019. So that, again, is really just your opinion. So you don't always have to, like, go with the, the scary opinion piece one. It can do very well for you, especially if you're picking a topic that is very relevant at the moment in society or politically or something like that, but just it may not be for everybody. That's why I like to share that one. And then the third and final, and I think this is actually a really, really good one for people to start out with. It is the interview, the interview style. And that's a great one because it allows you the extra opportunity of cross-promotion. So you're going to go and maybe you're going to put the call out in some Facebook groups or maybe you're part of an online learning community. Maybe you're inside of my Social Method Society. Maybe you've got other groups that you're part of and you're just going to put the call out there and ask those people, you know, is there anyone here that would like to be interviewed by myself on my blog or on my podcast and just be sure to give people context like what is your blog or podcast about like what is the mission of it who is the audience and what type of person are you looking for and you'll be surprised at how many people actually raise their hand to be a part of that now you don't have to just go out and put the call out either cuz that can like sometimes you can get so many responses And that can be, you'll just be in your inbox forever doing that. So as you go on, you might just approach some people. Like my first podcast guest, I literally just DM'd about, you know, 10 people. And I just asked them, people that I had been watching for a little while. And I thought, I really align with their personal values. I love the way they're showing up online. I feel like they've got something great to share. And so I just sent those people a very casual DM. And then I asked them if they were interested, I could get them some more information. So you don't have to just go like blah and tell them all of the things. Just start small, initiate that conversation, ask the question, and then see if they're interested in hearing more. So you can do it via DM as well. Now, as I said, this is a good one because it enables you to actually benefit from some cross-promotion because it's very normal and it's almost expected. It's just the etiquette that when you feature someone, they promote it as well on their end. So that's kind of like it's a nice form of collaborating or supporting each other. 
and introducing both parties to a new audience. Now, this interview process does not have to be fancy. Like, it doesn't have to be in person. You can literally send the questions to your guest in advance and just have them type back their responses and shoot it back to you in an email. I do recommend that you just start out with like five to eight questions, like no more than that, because you would rather have someone give deeper and more thoughtful responses than just giving very basic answers. And you do kind of need to give your guest some guidelines for how long their responses are or if you want dot points or if you'd rather paragraph style. So you do need to give them some type of criteria to work with. So if you can put a word limit for each response, that would be very helpful to your guest. And of course, give them a deadline for when you want everything back. And when they do send their responses back, make sure that you are getting a professional bio from them so that you can use that to craft your hook and your introduction and also so that you can promote it on socials or with your email list and make sure that they also give you a professional headshot. So if you ask for everything at the same time, like you send the questions, you ask for the headshot and the bio all at the same time, you give all of the information together It just makes it for a better experience for both parties because you don't have to be sending crazy amounts of emails and also the person that you're interviewing isn't getting like three, four, five, six different emails from you all the time. You want to be someone that is really easy to work with. So once they send everything back to you, you can then obviously use that bio, use their responses to craft a really great introduction with a very strong, powerful hook that makes people want to read or listen more before diving into that Q&A component in the body of the piece. So that's the interview style where you ask the question and then you share their response, ask the question, share their response and so on. And then at the end, that's where you're just going to finish up with, you know, a nicely wrapped up conclusion thanking the guest for the interview, of course, and concluding with a very clear call to action or CTA, letting your readers or your listeners know what they can do next. So there you have it. Okay. Three different types of content that will grow your blog or your podcast. And they're super easy. So just to recap, the first one was a piece that teaches or solves a problem. The second one is the opinion piece. And the third one was the interview. So I really want to know from you, which one of these are you going to try? If you're inspired or if you learned something new, don't forget to get in front of the camera. Be brave. Share an Instagram story that lets me know that you listen to this episode and which one of those three types of content is something that you can do and run with, put it on a story, tag me. I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me here on this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. If you would like to get on the wait list for the next time that I open the Social Method Society, you can do that now by going to Social Method Society. And if you're wondering what that is, it is my online learning academy for female entrepreneurs that are growing brands and six-figure businesses using Instagram. 
So if you liked what you learned here today, this is the sort of thing that we learn inside of the Social Method Society, except I go so much deeper than we do here on the podcast and you get the resources, the coaching and the support to help you implement all of these things and so much more. But again, thank you for being here and for listening to this podcast. I will catch you here next week. Stay happy in your hustle.